Hey friends, welcome to another episode of This Sovereign Life, where we aim to inspire you to escape the mediocrity that we've been conditioned to see as success in this society, and instead pursue a life of joy and adventure and purpose, because that is what we're here to do. Today I want to talk about how I believe logic is limiting. We put logic on a pedestal, you hear people say all the time, Thing, something is logical or talk about common sense, right? And like we hear these words thrown around and admired and, um, you know, applauded if someone has common sense or if someone l- uses logic, right? And I want to talk about this because if you've listened to my podcast at all since it launched, you probably know by now that I believe in a much greater and more accessible spiritual realm and access to the power of God while we're on this planet than a lot of people do and than I used to, right? Um, Everything used to seem so linear and small and limited to this human experience that I was in, to my body, my surroundings, and now I see the world differently and I've experienced the world differently because I see it differently. And so how you receive this is probably going to depend on your perspective on whether or not there is a greater realm that you are actually part of and that you have access to, or if you believe that your that the truth is limited to your experience. Uh, but one thing that I want to point out is that We all, regardless of how logical things seem, how real things seem, we are all subject to our experience, our environment, our beliefs, our social circles. And so our reality is very flexible or dependent on these factors for most of us, right? Because we often do not see beyond these factors, beyond these limits. And our reality is narrowed down to that. But I will give you one example um, just to prove this. And for anyone that's lived longer than, I don't know, 30 years, you know that barely around 30 years ago. I don't know. I don't remember the exact date. But within your lifetime, you have seen a society, a world that existed without the internet, a world where no one was walking around with a smartphone in their hand. No one was walking around head down, glued to their phone instead of interacting because people didn't have smartphones, right? And if you're one of those people, you have seen the difference. You have seen a drastic difference in reality itself just with the introduction of the internet and the smartphone. You've seen a drastic difference in how people act, how people move about, um, what we believe, what we see, um, how we interact with the rest of the world. Uh, You've seen it change the social structures of the collective of the world itself. And so you have to acknowledge that 
very little of what we think is real or true as far as our experience goes or our ideas about the world is actually just a continuous truth. And I'm talking about the physical world, right? Um, It is very malleable. It is very subject to change based on environmental factors, on introductions of new technology, on belief systems. I mean, you see it all throughout history as well. You know, people could at one time only travel by ship and horse and buggy, and now we travel by car and airplane, and it changed everything. So as far as the physical world goes, um, we do not, we have to admit that if there's such a thing as a reality that can drastically change based on changes in our environment or uh, within social structures, government, whatever it is within ourselves, then we have to admit that logic could not be based, has to be something that's based on experience rather than a solid truth, right? Because logic logic would be different before a phone was invented when it comes to communicating. If you were going to say it's logical to communicate a certain way, that would look much differently than after a cell phone, i.e. like you would consider it logical to send a letter by mail to communicate with a loved one in another state. Whereas now you consider that completely unlogical. Be like, why don't you just text them? I mean, you might think it's whimsical and cute, but it wouldn't be the fastest way, most logical way to get a hold of them if you needed to get a hold of them fast, right? So I say all that just to um, exhibit... Is that the right word? Just to illustrate how subject to change logic is. And therefore, by definition, I think we we hold it as too high of a of a way of seeing reality. I think that we put it on a pedestal where it should not be, and we limit ourselves by believing that logic is actually one of the highest forms of understanding and uh, moving in the world. And the, the thing that I base this on is like, well, first of all, I think there's a lot of flaws in the idea of logic or common sense. They work in some scenarios, you know, like uh, let's say you're trying to put together a, an Ikea dresser and the instructions are wrong or you're, you know, I mean, there's these little instances, right? Um, where of course you're going to, your brain is going to calculate the most logical thing in that scenario. I'm not saying logic doesn't have its place, but the way that we, uh, the way that we esteem it as one of the highest forms of intelligence that I see is wrong. And I'm basing this on the belief that there is a higher truth than our, ever-changing physical reality, a truth that is much more stable and secure and dependable than what we see in this material world, the way we believe and, you know, what we see in others 
all of the things that we can see with our limited perception when we are not actually aware of God's power available to us, aware of a spiritual realm, right? And so often what I think happens is that we try to apply logic in our in our um in our world view in our life philosophies i think this is where we really go wrong is trying to figure out anything when it comes to life when it comes to goals when it comes to spiritual truth trying to apply logic is actually the wrong approach in my opinion and I'll read you this little thing that I wrote a little while ago, if I can, if I can find it. Um, and it still rings true for me. Here it is. Sometimes your logic will sabotage you because it seems to make more sense. But what you don't realize is that it only makes more sense according to your current and present conditioning, circumstances, and experience. On the other hand, there is a wisdom that seems less logical to you right now. Because it is a wisdom aligned with the spiritual omniscient realm that you have very little experience in so far. Your inner guidance is innate, and so it comes to you regardless. But whether you will obey it or not depends on where you are in your beliefs and understanding. Once you gain more and more experience and assurance by tapping into your faith and God receptors, you start to see how limiting your logic really is. Now, I've been writing these things mostly to myself as I go through my journey, but what I have started to understand is that we throw around words like logic and faith and belief and truth with very little understanding of of the truth. And these things do sabotage us because we go through life, especially those of us that do believe in God, we're missing out so much. Those of us that, and might I say that regardless of whether or not you believe in God, God either exists or doesn't, right? That truth, that is a truth that cannot be changed by your perception of it. That is a, what I call a an omniscient truth or a, um, what would you, an unfailing truth, right? Whereas when I talk about um, our perception changing our reality and changing our truth, that's a different kind of truth. That is just the truth that is limited to us and as we see it, but that doesn't make it an unfailing truth, right? So there, to me, there's two different types of truth because one of them is actual truth, and the other one is, I only call it truth because for us, in our limited belief systems, in our perception of the world, things become so real to us based on our experience, beliefs, and ideas that we see them as truth. And I think that is why we go around trying to change each other's minds, trying to prove an idea true to somebody else. When really, the best thing that we can do is seek this unfailing truth by looking within. And 
The reason I think that logic is a saboteur often is because in these day-to-day moments or, you know, in the overall view of our life, we often want, we often feel this, this deep sense that there is something greater, something bigger, you know, and some people have accepted that it's only going to happen when we get to heaven and they just live this life at about 10% because they're waiting as if there's this, as if this life doesn't correlate with our heavenly life, right? And I think that's a mistake. I think that it is a mistake to believe that this life is not related and does not matter to the afterlife. Um, but that's another, that's another topic. The thing is that we, um, we know we have this sense, a sense that even here while we're on this planet, there is more, there is more living to do. There's more thriving. And yet every single day we, apply the logic that has been passed down to us from our parents or our society or our government. um, And we allow it to limit us and keep us from living in a way that according to this logic doesn't make sense. Right. And that's where I think that we really misuse the word faith and believe that we have more faith than we do because the truth is faith and logic don't they're not copacetic they don't uh you can't put them together and make it make sense faith goes beyond logic faith sees things possibilities and truths and potential that logic could never see and when we when we elevate logic as a higher form of intelligence, I believe that we actually eliminate faith because they just can't make sense together. So even while we're here, you know, and and I think for a lot of believers, what we don't realize is how inactive our faith actually is, or maybe we don't even have it, Right. Um, and we trick ourselves by believing that faith is that the only faith we need to have is the faith in God and the, the faith that God has saved us from our sins and that we will get to heaven. Right. And maybe when we, when that's the only faith we have, that's the only outcome we get. Right. I, I'm not saying that. I don't know. But what I believe is that faith is the way to have a good life. And faith is the tool, the power that God has given us here on this planet to make things happen that don't seem possible. And you can see other people that do this, right? And for many of us, we do not want to acknowledge that the same is possible for us because we are too doubtful or too lazy 
to do the work to have the kind of faith that other people have. So we'll dismiss it as, oh, they're lucky or they're fortunate or, or we'll just, you know, applaud them and talk about how great they are and, and attempt to follow them. But I think that what I'm trying to get at here is we, we want one thing often and yet everything that we do blocks us from having that. And logic is one of those blocks. Using logic as if it is the most important thing is one of the things that blocks our faith and prevents us from seeing miracles. And yes, I do believe that miracles still happen. There was a long period of time in my life that I didn't believe that miracles still happen today, miracles from God, because I was steeped in a religious viewpoint that somehow all of that was in the past. But the more I learn and the more I understand, the less it makes sense that God would remove himself or has removed himself from his creation. And the more I realize that the creation from the beginning was set up to have God as every part of it, that's never changed. That's never changed. Miracles are still possible. And Jesus' appearance on earth and death on the cross made it even more possible for everyone to see miracles. But the key is faith, not logic. And faith, my friends, is actually one of the things that sin has taken from us the most, I believe, that that is the the lack of faith is one of the greatest outcomes of the original sin. Because the original sin gave humanity the knowledge of good and evil. Now imagine if you only had the knowledge of good, if all you could see was the good, the good possibility. All you had was hope and faith, and all you could see was the amazingness and the wonder and the love, we would have a completely different world. But what we don't seem to realize as Christians, as believers in the Bible, and I say that the way I say it because now my perspective is that Christianity does not have a monopoly on God's love, on salvation, and on getting to heaven. Um, I believe that God has made God's self available to all those who believe. And it doesn't have to be by the same name or same principles or same ideals or ideas as someone else. It's just a true deep inner knowing of an appreciation of God and a connection to God on a deep level. And I'm not going to put any rules on how that happens for anybody. So I say that 
and now I lost my train of thought, but um, what I was saying is I believe that as believers, we like to put the label of sin on what appears to be obviously evil, right? Instead of realizing that a, one of the greatest effects of sin is doubt and fear. And I think this is relevant because I was, I've been deeply entrenched in the world of Christianity and the world of people who call themselves believers. And truly, they are some of the most fearful and doubtful people that I know. And to me, something doesn't add up, right? The math doesn't make sense. If you are God's people, or if you are believers, and if you truly grasp the power of God and his salvation, how are you the most fearful and doubtful people in the world? Do you think that makes sense? Do you think that that is the result of a connection, a true connection to the most powerful divine force in all of the universe. It just, the logic doesn't make sense. (laughs) See what I did there. (laughs) Um, But so what I think if you, if you find yourself, if you find yourself limiting yourself with logic, if you find yourself fearful, if you find yourself doubtful, you might want to take a look at what you're trusting in. Are you trusting in logic? Is your faith only in what you can see and what you can make make sense here on this earth with a logical assessment? And if you are, you're missing out. Maybe it's time to let go of all of your logic and to reimagine the possibilities through the eyes of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Logic is the conclusion of things analyzed and seen. They're kind of in opposition to each other. So if you feel like there's more, but you find yourself missing out, you know you you don't fill the power of God in your life and the connection. And here's another thing, and I might do another episode on this alone, because when I speak of the power of God, I am speaking of the power of God for you, just you, just me, personally in our lives. And it's true divine impact on the way we live, on what we have access to, on the abundance in our lives, on the love that we experience, on thriving. Just ordinary person. The ability to truly live a life that represents God. And that is another one that has been completely muddled by Christianity 
because we have been taught within Christian and religious circles that representing God means to to deny ourselves and to push our ideals on other people and to um, to act in a certain way, to put on a certain outward appearance that we believe, that we've been taught, that we've been taught to see as a representation of God. I do not believe that at all. I believe that that is one of the devil's greatest tools is to make God look boring and sad and and like hardship and sacrifice and you know I'm not saying sacrifice isn't an important part of life but I believe that it is the devil's work if you may to paint God in a light that just looks kind of silly and depressing and not like anybody not like anything that anyone aspires to for a way of living. And to me, in my opinion now, a true representation of God is a thriving life, especially now. And I'm not going to, you know, I think all of us have our purpose and there's different purposes in different times in history and there's different people that are called to different different lives. But truly, I think in any uh, scriptural context, if you really look at the characters of scripture, you will see more thriving than suffering. And even those who were called to suffer for Christ's sake, which we put way too much emphasis on that, as if we're all just called to suffer for Christ's sake all the time. I don't believe that. But even those who were, they didn't just pretend to have joy through it. I believe that they truly did because that was their calling and that was their purpose in their time for a specific purpose from God. So don't limit yourself with logic. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit God is a better way to put it. When you stop limiting God with logic and your own analysis and perception, your life will change drastically for the better. That's it for day. That is it for today, my friends, and I will see you in the next one.